0: The S&P Global has maintained its rating on South Africa, affirming expectations while issuing a warning on potential risks. Despite acknowledging the country's sizable and sophisticated financial system, the ratings agency foresees muted growth and a faster accumulation of public debt than previously anticipated. This, of course, cautions that a failure to progress as planned could lead to a further deterioration in economic growth for the country. Business Days, Hilary Joffe joins us now to unpack the S&P's report in greater detail. Hilary, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Thank you. Yes. All right. I think uh, it is good news to at least maintain what we have now. It is,
1: especially because earlier this year, I think everyone's forgotten, Mm -hmm. they effectively downgraded us. Mm -hmm. Uh, They changed the outlook, which they had put on positive... um, Early last year, because of the commodities boom, they changed it from positive down to stable. Now, that's an outlook change, not an actual ratings change, but it does count as a downgrade of sorts because it suggests they have no plans to upgrade us anytime soon. But staying unstable could do worse.
0: And, of course, uh, I'm keen to get uh, how that contrasts to what Moody's and Fitch might be thinking about us at this point. Look, uh, S&P and Fitch uh, have a similar rating at double B-, minus, which is one to
1: three uh, notches below investment grade, or four notches. Mm -hmm. Um, Moody's is, in fact, one notch above that. S&P had historically always been the most the quickest to move us down, okay. the most pessimistic, <laughs> if you like. So they were the first to junk us in twen- way back in 2017 on uh, President Zuma's kind of shenanigans. Um, and they've taken us steadily down. So last year when they took us onto positive outlook, that was kind of a big thing. And they were kind of alone in that, uh, but no longer, yes. So we are all, as far as I recall, unstable with all three of them, but we are the three or four notches below... Uh, investment grade and liable to stay there. One thing the economists tell me that could keep us on double B minus, mm-hmm. which is not fabulous, but is um, you know better than the alternatives, if you like, is that below that you get to the Bs, the single Bs. Okay. And the countries in the single Bs are really quite far below us, quite a lot of worse in economic performance, and it may be providing us with a, a degree of underpin. That we're sort of in that range, which is not great, but we're not bad enough yet to get
0: down to the single bees. So let's hold on to that if we can. Absolutely. I mean, I'm keen to get your thoughts on uh, what they've flagged. Uh, they've flagged growth. Aren't we all flagging uh, growth? Are we concerned about that? But public debt, uh, they're definitely uh, showing numbers that are way less conservative than what we uh, have given as uh, a part of our midterm budget policy statement. True. Actually, all the rating
1: agencies are relatively mm-hmm. not so bad. But on the other hand, we are, we are so kind of... <laughs> immune to bad news that we consider 0.8 I think it is with a 1.6% average forecast over the medium term to be okay. Now the interesting thing about that Mm. is nobody's giving us credit for economic reforms because if economic reforms really were going to take off and load shedding really was going to end and the logistics constraints really were going to be removed we would be heading above 1.6% average. So what they're telling us is in fact not good news. What they're telling us is they are hugely sceptical about our aspirations to improve the growth rate. Um, and they put it in kind of diplomatic language, you know, execution has been slow, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but that's
0: what they mean. I'm very surprised by that because what we do have in South Africa is a private sector that has decided, Hillary, that they're not going to sit back and wait, that they're going to actually get involved in some of these very key reforms. I think electricity and logistics uh, being two of, I think, the three Uh, in my mind that that should give uh, some sort of confidence about, uh, you know, what new thing we're doing to achieve our reforms. Look, I think people are
1: starting to flag that as what they call an upside risk. It is possible, mm-hmm. that, especially that private sector intervention and you know, efforts by the government and commitments to start moving on private concessions and so on and on fixing the logistics and the energy crises, that that could, in fact, boost the growth rate. Mm-hmm. But it's, rating agencies have to be very hard-headed about it because look at what they're rating. All they're really interested in is our ability to repay our debt over the life of the debt. And we have debt that goes out to 30 years. And that is why they look so closely at our growth, and that's why they look so closely at our politics. Because they are looking at what is the country's outlook um, and how will it influence its, the country's ability to pay back its bondholders over 5 years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. So they take quite a system- systematic approach to this in terms of looking at our institutions and how fragile or how robust they are in terms of looking at our fiscal framework, in terms of looking at our growth outlook um, and they are not yet penciling in the possibility that growth could be there and our expectations.
0: Was there a sufficient uh, emphasis on election risk uh, over this uh, rating? Quite a, in fact, I, I just looked at their report again. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Firdies, Fitch and Moody's have actually put out brief notes in, since the medium-term budget, mm-hmm. but not full reports or any ratings actions, and even affirming a rating is an action. Mm-hmm. Um, S&P, this is a full report. Yes, they have looked at, at how the election risk plays out. They are their sort of base case, if you like, is broadly policy continuity, if you like. But they do spell out the options in terms of the ANC losing its majority. If it loses it just like by a little bit, then coalition with smaller parties. If it loses it by a lot, coalition with a larger party like the EFF or the DA and the possibility of quite unstable coalitions. And in the end, what they're really looking at is what does that mean for the fiscal What does that mean for spending? What does that mean for revenue? Uh, They've already said debt is accumulating faster than the Treasury's model says it is. Um, And unless we sort of act to rein it in, it's not, or we act either to rein in spending or to really lift the growth rate, it's not looking good.
0: Sure. And before I let you go, Hilary, we must talk about our deep financial systems because they always seem like uh, the silver lining (laughs) uh, in the clouds. Let's talk about that one actually the inters- one of the inter- another interesting thing about the report is that they
1: 've intervened in a debate that 's actually going on in among economists and in the financial community at the moment is that as government 's borrowing requirement uh, balloons because it 's not only the amount of borrowing they have to do to finance the deficit, but also the redemptions of existing debt are really jumping in the next few years, from quite a moderate amount to really big numbers the next few years. So there's a lot of borrowing and refinancing that has to happen. And some people are questioning, you know, as I think I've said before, our financial markets are deep, Mm. but they are not bottomless. And some people have been flagging the risk that maybe you're getting to kind of the limits of what the market can actually afford to fund in terms of government borrowing. It's certainly having a very dampening effect on the economy, because money that should go into investment and small businesses and all those good things, is actually just going into government bonds. So what S&P has said, it's emphasized the sophisticated, deep, etc. financial markets, and it said it thinks that the domestic financial market can in fact uh, bear to fund the government debt that is coming down the line. Um, but that's, you know, the, the more debt kind of goes into the
0: local market, the less room there is for investment and growth. Sure. Looks like a, a tough one that we still have to work through. Uh, Hilary, always a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for coming into the studio. That was Edit at Large for Business Day, Hilary Chaffee.